You're listening to Sarah Picking Entertainment. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Andre Cherry, your host of the Cherry Picking Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading another episode of the show. I'm pumped because we are already four weeks through the college football season, which is crazy to think about if you stop and just think that we're already four weeks through. Week five is coming up here. I'm excited. There's a lot of exciting matchups. There's a big, big game that's really close to my heart that we played this Saturday. We'll get into that, but... I'm excited that we are uh, here today, and I'm excited that you're listening to this podcast, so why don't we just go ahead and kick this off like we normally do. I'm going to give you my Week 5 locks for Week 5 action within the Power 5 conferences. These are straight-up predictions in the ACC. We got NC State over Clemson. Yes, that's right. My beloved Wolfpack, NC State, will beat the Clemson Tigers. This is the Textile Bowl. And this is a big matchup. I mean, this is huge. College Game Day is going to be there. This is the primetime game on ABC this Saturday. So I'm, I'm excited for this matchup because it, I feel like it's a long time coming for NC State fans to be in this position. And so we'll get into it on this podcast, certainly. But this is a big-time game. Clemson and Wake Forest, they had a shootout last weekend en route to Clemson's 51-45 two-overtime victory against the Demon Deacons. The two offenses in that matchup racked up a total of 1,006 yards. The two starting quarterbacks threw for 11 touchdowns combined, so I mean it was a a big-time shootout. In that game, though, Clemson committed 10 penalties for a total of 120 yards, so this team is undisciplined. That's a no-no. I mean, 10 penalties for 120 yards? Good God. They're lucky that they won that game, to be honest. So this brings us to this game this weekend, NC State. They've got a lot riding on this matchup. If they can beat Clemson, they can control the ACC Atlantic outright. Clemson, we know their history last year, 10-3 record. It was somewhat of a failure for Clemson. This season, this team is hungry. This NC State team has an opportunity to beat Clemson because I still think, despite the fact that Clemson is ranked so highly in the AP poll right now, I think Clemson is still down. Like they are still a team that is can be beaten. This isn't teams from years ago where you had Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne dominating that offense and that defense being so stout. I mean, there's playmakers on Clemson's D and on this team, no doubt, but I don't feel as scared of Clemson now as I did a few years ago. Clemson's still trying to figure it out. And I saw somebody online, I don't know who was, I think it was Reddit College Football, making the joke that Kansas is unranked. Look at their schedule and then look at NC State's schedule. This is a top 10 team. ECU was a tough, tough game that first week. We're lucky that we won that one. But don't discredit what NC State is doing. I mean, they're putting up points. That defense looks really good as well. If anything, I'd be questioning why Clemson is ranked so high. What did they do last season to warrant them having a number five record in the ACC right now or a number five record in the AP ranking? I don't understand the reasoning there. Like, why are you coming after NC State? We're, we're trying to go to work. We're trying to 
handle our business. And if they handle their business this weekend, they will own the ACC Atlantic outright. Taking NC State over Clemson because I believe in them. This is our time. Let's go. NC State over Clemson. In the Big Ten, I'm taking Penn State over Northwestern. I think this game is going to be ugly for Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. The Cats fooled a lot of people after its Week 0 win against Nebraska. I was watching game day after they had won. And some of those guys at the desk thought that Northwestern was going to be a team that is going to get up this season you know, giving them a lot of credit. Certainly, they deserve credit for winning against Nebraska, but Nebraska is really bad, and so is Northwestern. So I'm not expecting Northwestern to do to do much this season, to be honest. And I think Penn State has looked really well. And on the same token, I think there was a lot of people online that are arguing that Auburn is really bad. So they're a really bad 3-1 team, I guess. The Nittany Lions dominated Auburn a couple weeks ago and I don't know why people feel the need to take away from that victory I I I get it Auburn is down this season but the Nittany Lions look good in that matchup I'm not saying that they're going to be a dominating team the rest of the way because we've seen Penn State kind of falter these last few seasons they've lost some questionable games where you thought James Franklin and the team were ready for that moment to really overcome and be the team in the in the Big Ten East but they have their moments they had a great moment against Auburn a few weekends ago where they dominated and I'm not trying to discredit anything Penn State's doing right now anything that James Franklin's doing anything that Manny Diaz is doing on defense in this week five matchup against Northwestern they are going to beat the brakes off of the Cats it's not going to be cute it's not going to be pretty it's going to be ugly this is a big blowout Penn State over Northwestern in the Big 12, I'm taking Kansas over Iowa State. Right now, I'm, I'm in on the Kansas hype. I know it won't last forever. But if you take a look at the Big 12 standings right now, Kansas is at the top of the leaderboard in the Big 12, which I find crazy. The fact that Texas and Oklahoma, they're kind of buried down in the middle of the pack. But the Jayhawks are 1-0 in conference play. They had a good week uh, win against uh, West Virginia a few weeks ago. They're 4-0 overall. They have played a good schedule. They played some some pretty competitive teams. I mean, Houston is no joke out of the American. And the fact that they beat them and beat West Virginia, I mean, there's some good wins on that Kansas schedule right now. They beat Duke last weekend. That was a close matchup. I'm not saying that Kansas is going to win the Big 12, but I would be excited to see them make it to a bowl game. And if they can beat Iowa State this weekend, and I'm, I'm not big on Iowa State right now. I don't think they're like the huge world beater this season, but they're a good team out of the Big 12. I think it'll be a competitive game, but I think Kansas is hype right now, and I think you got to kind of ride that momentum to get a victory over the Cyclones this weekend. So I'm taking Kansas over Iowa State. Don't let me down. In the Pac-12, taking Utah over Oregon State. Oregon State almost pulled off the upset last weekend against USC. That was a close game. They lost by three points. But unfortunately, I don't think they have enough gas to hang with Utah this weekend. The Utes offense, led by quarterback Cameron Rising, who is a stud, is capable of putting up points very quickly. So I think this Utah offense gets off to a pretty good head start, and they win this matchup by at least 20 points, is my prediction. Then in the SEC, I'm taking... Number 14, Ole Miss over number 7, Kentucky. 
I think the Rebels make it three wins in a row against Kentucky after this weekend. The last time these two teams met was back on October 3rd, 2020, and they battled in a shootout. That game went to overtime, and Ole Miss escaped with a 42-41 victory. The Rebels in that matchup overcame a 14-point deficit in the second half to force overtime and knock off the Kentucky Wildcats 42-41 for the first win of the Lane Kiffin era in Oxford. That win was also Ole Miss's first overtime win since 2004. And I was in high school back then, so that's crazy. I mean, this is a it's a, a big-time game. I mean, what's not... Let's not uh, downplay it at all. I mean, these two teams are undefeated in the SEC right now. These two teams are ranked. Kentucky hasn't played tough competition yet. I mean, I know they played Northern Illinois, what, last weekend. They they haven't been tested yet. And I think Kentucky is a team capable of doing some great things. We've seen them do that in previous seasons. If Kentucky is serious, they're gonna, they'll, they'll show up for this game, which I think it will be a fun game to watch. I just give the edge to Ole Miss in this matchup, but Kentucky has the tools to make it a really competitive game, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's another shootout this season as well. So I'm excited for that. So there we have it, my friends. Those are my straight-up predictions in the Power 5 conferences. I'll run them back for you one more time. In the ACC, I'm taking NC State over Clemson. In the Big 10, Penn State over Northwestern. In the Big 12, Kansas over Iowa State. In the Pac-12, Utah over Oregon State. And in the SEC, I'm taking Ole Miss over Kentucky. Now if we just transition to my college football teams that I had predicted will make it to the playoffs. I made these predictions in the in the preseason. Four teams that I, I am writing, putting my chips in, all in on, this season to make it to the playoffs. We've got Alabama as my top team. They beat... Vanderbilt last weekend by a score of 55 to 3, so they dusted the Vanderbilt Commodores. It was total domination from Bama in this game against Vandy, which is what you would expect, right? Like, let's just be honest, let's be for real. You would expect a blowout, a spanking, a whooping at the hands of Alabama against Vandy, which is exactly what had happened. The offense for Bama racked up 628 total yards, including 400 through the air and 228 on the ground. Bryce Young accounted for 391 of these yards with four touchdowns and no interceptions. His favorite target, Bama wide receiver Ja'Cory Brooks. He hauled in six passes for 117 yards, damn, and two touchdowns. Now the Bama defense was busy on Saturday as well. They accounted for five sacks, eight tackle for losses. Stud linebacker Will Anderson Jr., you know the name, you know the guy. He led the team with two and a half sacks and three tackle for losses. So this team this team is dominating. This team is rolling. They had a, a scare early on to Texas, but they have played really well against these other teams that, I mean, I wasn't expecting Vanderbilt to be competitive, but they are blowing out the teams that you would expect them to blow out. They're going to have a tough test this weekend against Arkansas, but we'll get into that in a little bit here. Bama lives on to see another day. They're undefeated. We've got... My number two team that I thought would make it to the playoffs, we have Ohio State. They won 52-21 to against Wisconsin. I thought, if you listened to the podcast last weekend, that Ohio State would blank Wisconsin. Wisconsin has not impressed me this season, and I'm really worried about the Badgers. And um, that's a discussion for another, another day, certainly. But Ohio State handled its business against Wisconsin. The Buckeyes posted 539 total yards of offense. 
which included 258 yards on the ground. Running backs Trey Vaughn, Anderson, and Mylon Williams both had over 100 yards on the day. Most impressive, though, quarterback C.J. Stroud, he threw for five touchdowns on 17 for 27 passing and 281 yards with one interception. This weekend, they get Rutgers. That should be a blowout as well, so I believe it's safe to say that Ohio State will live on to see another day in my playoff predictions and within the Big Ten uh, East this season. So they are undefeated. Then we've got my beloved NC State Wolfpack. They beat up on UConn 41-10. to The Wolfpack used their Week 4 matchup against UConn as a final tune-up before they get Clemson this week. If you recall on last week's podcast, I thought game day would be at the Clemson versus NC State game this weekend, especially if these teams were both undefeated coming into Week 5, which is exactly what had happened. So I'm pumped. I'm thrilled for this matchup. I'm thrilled for the day. I wish I could be out there in South Carolina to check this out. You know, we'll see if maybe I can find something online and maybe fly out there. I got to clear that with the misses, but I would love to be out there, just catch the vibes. Hopefully it's good vibes out there, but I need NC State to step up here. Like NC State, (laughs) I've been a lifelong fan, born and raised, and this is a moment that I've been waiting for for a very, very long time. We are undefeated. We can control our own destiny in the ACC Atlantic. We just need to beat Clemson. We beat them last year. We can do it again. I know they can do it again. I'm optimistic. I'm uh, encouraged that the pieces are in place for us to to beat Clemson. Whew, getting chills right now. But uh, yeah, if we talk about last week, they beat the breaks off of UConn. Quarterback Devin Leary threw for 320 yards. He had four touchdowns, which included a 75-yarder to wide receiver, former walk-on Thayer Thomas on the first play from scrimmage. It was the longest play from scrimmage for the Wolfpack this season, and it also marked the first time NC State has scored on its first offensive play of the game since 1991. NC State's offense looked solid in this game. They scored on on the first five possessions and did not punt for the entire game en route to totaling 481 yards of total offense. The Wolfpack now have a 13-game home-winning streak at Carter-Finley Stadium. That's a stretch that dates back to November 2020. NC State has outscored opponents by an average margin of 19.9 points at home during this stretch. So they currently own the fifth longest home win streak in FBS. The longest belongs to Clemson at 36 games. Clemson has won 36 games in a row. If the NC State Wolfpack want to be taken seriously, want to be world beaters, want to be champions this season, they will beat Clemson, they will end that streak of 36 games and they will live on to see another day some players and coaches were interviewed after the game against Clemson this past weekend and I have a quote here from Devin Carter this comes from ESPN and he says and I quote it always feels good to play in the Carter we know Clemson is an away game so we know it's going to be a hostile environment but we're ready end quote getting chills man Dave Doran, the head coach of NC State, he also had comments about ESPN College Game Day going to Clemson for this upcoming weekend. This was after the UConn game. And he said after the game, and I quote, I think it'd be 
great if game day was there. Obviously, you've got two undefeated teams, and Clemson had a heck of a win today, Doran said of the Tigers' victory over Wake Forest. I think it would be great to have that kind of attention for us and for our players, end quote. So if you listen to those quotes that I just read to you, NC State is ready. Players, coaches, they are ready for that matchup against Clemson. And I'm not saying that they were looking ahead to this Week 5 matchup, but you can tell these guys knew what the mission is all about. The mission is going into Clemson and beating them. You've got to handle your business to be taken seriously, to be viewed as a champion. You have to beat the champion. You got to go into South Carolina. You got to beat Clemson. You got to handle your business, live on to see another day, and you will probably be rewarded with a high ranking in the AP. You will probably flip-flop with Clemson if you handle your business this weekend and do what you got to do. And you will be on the cusp of getting into the playoffs. I mean, I know it's only week five, but I'm excited here. If you handle your business against Clemson, it makes it a whole hell of a lot easier. Certainly, you still got Wake Forest, who is no joke. Wake Forest is legit. They are a well-coached team. They've got Sam Hartman at quarterback. They've got some studs on that team. So Wake Forest is going to be a a tough task, certainly. Florida State even is going to be a a tough team to beat. But you got to handle this next matchup on your schedule, which is against Clemson. If you all can do that, you all will make me the happiest guy in the world. I mean, I'm a father, you know, I've got a loving partner, but if NC State can beat Clemson on the road, bro, this will be the happiest day of my life. Next to the birth of my daughter, certainly. Like, there will be no greater joy in the world than if NC State can beat Clemson this weekend. I don't know where I'm going to be watching the game at. I'm going to be somewhere watching that game. I'm going to be dialed in. From kickoff to the the last final whistle of the game, I'm going to be watching that intently. (sighs) Let's go, NC State. You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. So anyways, I've gone off on a little tangent there, but NC State lives on to see another day. They are undefeated. So those three teams are looking, sitting pretty, looking good right now in my playoff predictor. We've got Iowa, a team that uh, lost a couple weekends ago to Iowa State. That was a close matchup. Iowa had a pretty convincing win this past weekend against Rutgers. They won 27-10. The Hawkeyes relied on its defense to carry itself to victory this weekend against Rutgers. DB Cooper DeGene scored on a 45-yard interception return, and Kayvon Merriweather returned a 30-yard fumble recovery for the score as well. So defense committed turnovers and scored on those turnovers, capitalized on those opportunities. So that's always a great thing when your defense can score touchdowns. The 23 points allowed by Iowa in the first four games is its fewest points allowed in the last 66 years. So while the offense has been slow starting and has not looked good at all, the defense has played very well. I mean, the defense is is doing its damn thing against the teams on its schedule thus far through four weeks, certainly. But Iowa's defense has, hasn't has looked any better than they have this season. It's just a shame that the offense can't match that same productivity. Because uh, if, they, if they did, 
I mean, the Big Ten West is wide open right now. And I still think they have a shot. If they can figure this out on offense, I mean, this team has a shot to win in the West. Minnesota is going to be tough, certainly. Illinois is looking pretty good right now as well. But don't count out the Hawkeyes. They they know how to win, and I think they can do it. And that's why they are one of my teams that I think could make it to the playoffs. They have an outside shot of doing that, of course. But anything is possible. And if we just take a look at the defense overall this season for Iowa, the Hawkeyes defense limits opponents to only 5.8 points per game, which is best in the entire country. Though its offense is only scoring 17 points per game, which is best for 120th in FBS, which is ranks towards the bottom. The offense is going to need to step up big time against Michigan this weekend if it thinks that it's going to be competitive in the Big Ten this season. Like Michigan had a close call against Maryland this past weekend. Hopefully Iowa's watching some of that game tape, but Iowa's offense is going to need to step up if it expects to have any shot in that game. Want to know what life is really like after the game is all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts, join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Real quick here, we'll just talk through some of the week five matchups that have my attention this weekend. We got number two Alabama versus number 20 Arkansas. Arkansas is coming off of a heartbreaking loss last weekend to Texas A&M, who I believe is one of the luckiest teams right now. And I call them lucky even though they lost to App State a few weeks ago when A&M was ranked number six. I feel like since then, they've just been squeaking by. And I think that the floor is going, they're going to hit the bottom at some point. Like, I don't think that they can sustain these types of close calls. I mean, I, I just don't know how for real AM is right now. So they're a team that I'm, I'm not really high on. But at any rate, I mean, Arkansas sh- should have won that game. And I know we can't play the shoulda, coulda, woulda, but they should have won that game. We'd be talking about probably game day being at this Bama versus Arkansas matchup this weekend had Arkansas won. But even with that said, I think Arkansas is still a, a good team. I just wonder if they have enough muster and, and, and gas to slay Alabama this upcoming weekend. These two teams are meeting early this year. If you recall last year, these two teams met in the middle of November, and Arkansas hung in there with Bama. It, the score ended up being 42-35 Bama, but these two teams put up 1,139 total yards of offense, Bama quarterback Bryce Young put on some video game type stats in route to winning the Heisman last season, but he completed 31 of 40 passing attempts in that game for 559 yards and five touchdowns. That's like if I created my my own type of player in NCAA college football and, and putting up those stats against Akron. I mean, that's insane. Now, if we look at Arkansas, quarterback K.J. Jefferson, he had a good game as well in that matchup. He completed 22 of 30 attempts for 326 yards and three touchdowns. Now, if Arkansas expects to stand a chance against Bama this weekend, they are going to need to rely on K.J. to have a Superman-like performance against Bama 
this weekend. So anything is possible. I'm sure it'll be a tough, hard-fought game. I'm excited to see what happens. But number two, Bama versus number 20, Arkansas. That's a big-time matchup out of the SEC West. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. Then out of the Pac-12, we've got two undefeated teams. We've got number 15, Washington versus UCLA, who is unranked, which is a little surprising there. This is a matchup, a big matchup in the Pac-12. I think this will be a fun watch. Both of these offenses are capable of putting up some points. Quarterback Michael Penix Jr., you know the guy from Indiana, transferred in to Washington. He has given this team a good boost on offense. Last week against Stanford, he threw for 309 yards and two touchdowns. Huskies running back Wayne Talupapa had 120 yards on the ground and, and only on 13 carries. So, I mean, that's impressive stats there. And he had one touchdown. The Huskies' defense also played lights out against Stanford. They had eight sacks, 10 tackle for losses, and they forced three turnovers. So if that defense can have that same type of reduction against UCLA, they will dominate the Bruins this upcoming weekend. I'm really, really curious to see how UCLA's offense plays against that stout Washington defense. Bruins quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, we know the guy. He's been there for a minute. He's played well so far this season. He, he really has. He's thrown for 896 yards, 8 touchdowns, and only has 1 interception. So it's going to take a Herculean-type effort from Thompson Robinson to lead this team against Washington. They're a team that we don't really talk about as much, or I haven't heard talked about, uh, Washington, that is. So if UCLA can get this victory, that's a, a pretty impressive win on the resume. Then we've got out of the, the Big 12, number 9, Oklahoma State versus number 17, Baylor. I think this is going to be an all-out slugfest between these two offenses, if, if I'm being real with you. Cowboys quarterback Spencer Sanders, he's already thrown close to 1,000 yards this season with 10 touchdowns and only one interception. Meanwhile, Bears' quarterback Blake Shapin has thrown for 773 yards, seven touchdowns and only one interception. Baylor is a good team. Oklahoma State seems to always be consistent. They always just reload in Oklahoma State. I think this is going to be a fun watch as well. They're going to put up some offense for sure. So I'll be watching that game most definitely on Saturday. Then out of the Big Ten, we've got Illinois versus Wisconsin. I think this could be a good game and a good win for the Illini if they can get it. I said before the Big Ten West, like most seasons recently, is wide open. The key for Illinois is to shut down running back Braylon Allen for Wisconsin. He was the offense last week against Ohio State, if you can believe it or not. I mean, they didn't have much production, but the offense they had was really spearheaded by Mr. Allen. I think if Illinois can key on Braylon to uh, shut him down and, and limit that rushing attack, Illinois has a shot to win this matchup. I think on offense for them, for the Illini that is, keep feeding the ball to running back Chase Brown who leads all Big Ten rushers right now with 604 yards the dude has looked impressive this season he had a a great week one quarterback Tommy DeVito transferred from Syracuse has also played well this season last week against Chattanooga he passed for 329 yards on 23 of 31 attempts with three touchdowns and he hasn't forced very many bad passes this season he only has two interceptions so far this season so that's that's very good The defense played well, too. They came up with four sacks and eight tackle for losses. So if that defense can get after that Wisconsin running game, and and I think Illinois has a shot because they have the offense to put up points. And I think that would be a great win for Illinois if they can get it. And we'd be looking kind of outside shot of them really 
controlling their own destiny right now out of the Big Ten West. So anything is possible, and they're en route to uh, going to a bowl this season. So, I mean, some of these things are big wins right now for the Illini if they can get it. They're looking like a fun team thus far this season, so we'll see what they can do. Then we've got number 22, Wake Forest, versus number 23, Florida State. I think Wake Forest, they heartbreaking loss against Clemson last weekend. This team is capable of winning in the Atlantic again this season. They are a team that I'm I'm keeping my eyes on because they are dangerous. They are well coached. Florida State has played really well this season. I mean, the fact that they're undefeated right now, they're ranked in the AP. I mean, this it feels like a throwback to better days for Florida State fans. So I think it'll be a fun matchup. I, I do give the edge to Wake Forest. I think they bounce back against the Knowles. They will win a close game, but I think Wake Forest will keep their hopes alive within the ACC Atlantic race this weekend. So there we have it, my friends. I mean, there's some fun games going on this weekend. NC State versus Clemson certainly is a game that has my heart. Just hoping that Wolfpack can pull through and do it. We've always kind of been on the cusp of being nationally relevant. I mean, we're relevant right now. Number 10 in the AP poll. We can really help ourselves by beating Clemson this weekend and live on to see another day in the ACC Atlantic race. I think this team is special. I think they've got the tools, the weapons to beat Clemson. I think they believe they can do it. I believe they can do it. And I know you believe they can do it. With that, I want to just sign out. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I appreciate the support. Appreciate the downloads. Appreciate the follows. Let's have fun watching college football this weekend. And let's go NC State. I'll holler at y'all. Peace. If NC State can beat Clemson on the road, bro, this will be the happiest day of my life. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.